Ladies and gentlemen, 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 gentlemen you are now, 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 now listening to two, 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 the P13 Podcast. Yeah. Right, welcome back to the P13 podcast. It's your host Michael, and I'm here alongside. I can't, I can't think of a nickname still. We're we'll, okay. still working it'll come, on it. It'll come with time. But those we'll uh, sweet vibrations in your in your ear is mm. Mr. Thomas Conway. Hello, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. We're back in the pod. Back in the pod. I love being in here. This has been a really fun project that we've been playing around with and um i think so far you know we're pretty happy with what we've created and excited to to continue to create more and just share knowledge with all of you today you hear this a lot you always hear it in the gym you'll hear it lifting you may hear it at home or you may hear it from loved ones we're talking about back pain back pain is a big one is a big one tell us more so this is a this is a big one, and I'll provide some brief background and statistics to help people understand why this is such a big one, not just in terms of the amount of people that it impacts, but also how it impacts them. And this one is also very near and dear to my heart because I myself am, am a sufferer of chronic low back pain. So for me, it's really it's really personal. And and someone comes into Project Thirteen. And they express to me that they have this, I can completely relate with them on this specific issue. So just some background and statistics, uh, roughly 80% of the population will suffer from low back pain at some point in their lives. Really quick, what's classified as lower back pain? That's a good question, actually. I think it actually is pretty broad. And I think it would be, you know, something that would be reported to some sort of practitioner as like my back hurts or, you know, something like that. So, but that could be in various places in the back, you know, it could be the low back, could be the upper back, could be the cervical spine, which is the neck in layman's terms. So it's a very broad category. There's also something that's important with low back pain is that, and it kind of, it kind of ties into what I just mentioned in that back pain is often found to be benign. And what that means is there's not actually a pathology associated with that. So just to explain that a little little bit more um, clearly, that means that they you know do some sort of imaging, maybe MRI or X-ray, and there's actually nothing wrong that they can see from those tests. So that's another reason why back pain is kind of this mystery um, to a lot of practitioners and to doctors is that there's, you know, a lot of times they'll look and seemingly that person should be fine, right? Visually, it all looks great. You can do your deep dives into it and visually the surface level, it's like, it's good. Yeah, like there's no muscle tears, there's no bulging disc, there's no pathology around like the actual bone. Mm-hmm. And so that's what makes this very interesting. Another thing to point out is pain science is actually very poorly understood at this point in in science. We don't know a lot about what actually causes pain and why some people feel pain and other people don't. The other side of that is there are people that have actual pathologies and don't actually have pain. So that's another interesting point. And it's like that too. They found that with like knee pain and and knee injuries and stuff like that. That, that was actually going to be my next question. Yeah. Do you find that elsewhere in the body? You, you do find that. Back. Yeah, you do find that elsewhere in the body. So again, that's kind of like a bigger 
broader topic of pain science um, that we won't really dive into today, but it's something to note that like there is a, like pain is neurological. Mm -hmm. And so it's not always tied to, you know, specific injury in the joint or in the spine. And it can be subjective too. Am I right? Like some people are like, Oh, I have a high tolerance for pain. Whereas mm -hmm. I guess my, I would say myself, I don't have the biggest high tolerance. Uh, for it I sometimes. don't know. I, I think don't know, you're a pretty tough cookie. <laughs> I think you're a pretty tough. Cookie. Uh, but you know that, that there's that constant sub, there's a subjective feeling around it and people are willing to work beyond maybe what their actual pain threshold is. And mm -hmm. it's just to have, I guess kind of an, e well, I don't know if it's an ego boost, but it's like, Hey, I need to get through this. I can get through this mm -hmm. even though down the road that might not benefit us. Right. Right. Through. And there is something to be said about that. That does kind of tie into, you know, our earlier episode of like why your body should not be fucked up from your training. <laughs> episode um, there's, there's that. And then, uh, like you said, it's subjective. We all, there have been people that I am working with on an exercise and, the feeling of um, fatigue in a muscle they start to experience and they say, oh, it hurts, right? And so I have to clarify with them, how do you mean? And then they're like, oh, my muscles are burning. And so then I know that that's not pain, but they just don't understand. It's not that they don't understand what pain is, but they, you know, there's a they little bit of They conceptualize pain with something else, like yeah. a feeling in that area versus like something that's maybe more sharp and actual pain. Right, versus right. Yeah. So there's, you know, so then I'll, I can, I'll sometimes go through with people like, is it sharp, dull, achy, you know, sore? Because sometimes too, it can just be muscle soreness from a previous workout and they're just like, oh, it hurts. Mm -hmm. So that's something as a coach, you just have to be mindful of because, you know, what they may report as pain is actually not something you need to be worried about, pay attention to it, but it might just be their lack of understanding of what pain is versus soreness, you know, versus things like that. And how does that affect them in their daily lives? So like with low back pain, I know some people in their daily life, like if I have some pain, I may not do things like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's another interesting stat statistic that I came across is low back pain is actually the leading cause for people missing work, Oh, which is, which is interesting and a less well-known statistic. Um, and then that's news to my ears. Yes. And then another big thing, and I've known this for a while, and this has been interesting with my own personal experiences. And I kind of have a, a, an idea of why this is, but there is a link between low back pain and depression, which is pretty fascinating, you know, and it's a question of, is it, the chicken or the egg. I think that's the phrase. I, I, yeah. Which one came first? Which the chicken one came or the egg? first? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the phrase. Um, and so what I mean by that is did that person being depressed lead to an incident in which they experienced low back pain acutely, right? Like if you're depressed and you're, you know, you're just down and you try to do a training session that's really hard or something and your body's just not prepared, then did that lead to the low back pain or is it the low back pain that is making that person depressed? Because they're not being being able to do like their daily activities, or they're like, yes. "Oh, I can't go, I can't go out with my friends because my back hurts." And that ties into my theory as to why there is that link between back pain and depression. And I'll use my own history as an example. Yeah, you mentioned it earlier. You you've had your own struggles with this. You've been working on this as well too, but. Definitely. Yeah, inside yeah. us. Let's yeah. inside so, the viewers. So my history of low back pain, and it's important. I find it's important for people to know this because, again, you look at me now, and it doesn't look like I'm a sufferer of chronic low back pain. 
Definitely not. And as he squats two seventy five front squats. Actually, it was two eighty. Two eighty. Oh yeah, that's right. Two eighty. Yeah, yeah. My bad. My bad. But who's counting? Um, you are. Yes, I am. I, am. I actually am keeping a close watch on that. Uh, so you know, you look at me and you're like, oh, he's healthy. He moves well. He can he can lift a decent amount of weight. Whatever. Um, he's probably never had low back pain, but it is important to understand that I have been there. And, you know, especially in working with people that are currently experiencing low back pain, um, you know, a lot of times they can have a feeling of nobody else is going to understand what I'm experiencing. So I like to share this with them to let them know like, Hey, I've been there. I know exactly what you're feeling. I know how it's debilitating. I know how it can make you depressed. So I first had low back pain in high school after doing some, what I would consider improper squatting. And that is mostly, and this is something that could be kind of a whole separate topic is, uh, and especially back when I was in high school, uh, circa 2006, it's going to give away my age a little bit. <laughs> I'm an old, I'm an old guy. I'm right there with uh, you, big guy. Yeah, I know. We're just, we're washed up. <laughs> oh, um, no, just kidding. We have a lot of life to live. So <laughs> I had, you know, it, I had coaches that in my opinion, weren't the most well-educated in proper movement and proper weight training techniques. And back then it was all squat to parallel. Yeah. Regardless of what's happening upstream, meaning your spine and your body position. Get everything. the weight up. Get the weight up. Yeah. Go. 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 Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, so I had like a little incident. I went to a chiropractor during high school and that was when I was 16 years old. So that's kind of when it first started. Um, it wasn't terrible throughout high school. It never, never really debilitated me. It was just something that was kind of like kind of appeared. And I think it did like limit how much I was able to squat and how much I was able to build strength in high school. But I was still able to like play football, play rugby and generally be fine. But then I went to college, played rugby in college. And there was an incident that occurred um, during a practice there where I kind of like threw out my back, as they say. Mm hmm which is kind of common term, common term. What does it actually mean? Subjective. We'll maybe kind of get into yeah. that later, <laughs> but you know, people say I threw out my back. So that's kind of what happened. Went and saw another chiropractor. It kind of resolved itself a little bit. Wasn't anything too serious. Was able to still continue to play rugby after a little bit of rest. Um, then after college got into, that's when I was, you know, again, if you remember my fitness journey, that's when I really kind of got into lifting and so when I was about 23, I had like a pretty bad injury deadlifting um, and, you know, again, throughout my back, but this time it was way worse. And, you know, it was one of those situations where I did a lift, didn't quite feel right, initially felt a tweak. And then as time passed, things just tightened up. Things just real like, it's a weird kind of feeling if you've never had it. I know those, those of you that are chronic low back pain sufferers probably have where it just like, as the day goes on, it just locks up. Right. Is it, it becomes hard to, cause I don't have as many, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I've had a, a similar experience, but like, mm -hmm. cause you have those Taekwondo hips, I do. <laughs> which we'll touch on how that plays a part. So later. I guess go for those who haven't had it like myself, how does that affect you in your day? Like, so in the immediate time after that happened, it was hard for me to take the weights off of the bar, you know, to bend over to do that. Mm -hmm. I actually had to come down to my knees and like slowly wiggle the weights off because every little bit of movement was painful. That's the initial scary feeling is I'm in the weight room and I'm like, I don't think I can like clean up my station 
And like, this was like at a lifetime fitness. So it was an open mm-hmm. gym and everything. So I was gonna say, where's your coach? At? <laughs> yeah, no coach. That was, this was oh, just yeah. me on my own. And so, and so I'm like, shit, like this is kind of embarrassing too. Like I can't, you know, so there's that. And then the next day it definitely got worse. Um, to the point where like, I couldn't tie my shoes, couldn't put socks on. Right. That was at 23. And then you know, it, I, I kind of like saw a chiropractor, it got better, but then it kind of happened again, maybe like a year later. And that, that pattern kind of continued until I was about like 27 years old. Let me stop you there actually. Yes. Cause we touched on this earlier. Now let's talk about the feelings, mm-hmm. mood, emotions. Yeah. Yeah. In so that, that's like a very, depression. yeah. The first instance of me not being able to, to put my socks on or tie, tie my shoes that is kind of the onset of like those depressive symptoms because I'm like, I can't take care of myself, you know, and I'm 23 years old. Like why like, you should be at like I should, peaking yeah, towards should the prime peaking. of your life. Right. Right. So, so that starts to create this cycle of negative thoughts around the situation. And there's no question that it is negative. So it's not like I can, you know, put a positive bandaid on it and be like, it'll be fine. Right. Especially because at the time, when this is the first time that it happened, I had no context. So I like when it, when it happens too, there's somewhat of a sense of like, is it going to feel like this forever? Right. And even the times that it happened later when I knew it, it probably would get better still for those two to three days after the injury occurs in my mind, I'm like, this is going to feel like this for a long time. Right. Scary thought. It's a scary thought. So fast forward to 27 years old, you know, that's when I really, really started paying attention to like how I was moving. I mean, I had gotten stronger, but even as I got stronger, you know, I still would have periods of times where I would tweak it. Now it never was as bad as that first time, that first or second time I would say, but it still happened. And so that was something that was frustrating for me because, you know, it's just not something you want to deal with, obviously. And, and those of you that have had low back pain, you know exactly what I mean. So then I was like, all right, I'm going to focus on improving how I'm moving, you know, focusing on joint mobility and, and things like that. So now, you know, from 27 to fast forward to now I'm 32 years old. Uh, I'm telling you oh, my you actual age. I did. Yeah. You're I was supposed gonna, to make them guess it. I know. <laughs> I, I mean, they could have done the math. You Understood. Know? Um, so just helped you with a little shortcut there. <laughs> so fast forward to now, I virtually have no back pain at this point in my life, which is great. That's great. And well, let me just backtrack a little bit now. How much of that onset of pain may have been, is it caused by the movement? Is it caused by that deadlift? That's or- a great, yeah, that's, that's a great thing to clarify too is, you know, I think that people look at the deadlift and I, I experience this with uh, a lot of clients that we see at Project 13. And it's not just the deadlift, it's heavy squats, it's heavy this, heavy that. People are like, I can't, I shouldn't do that because I don't want to get hurt, right? And that's a fair thing to be concerned about, but understand that in, in my situation, and I believe in almost all situations, it wasn't the movement that's to blame, right? It's, it's me and my poor uh, preparation for doing that activity that really is to blame. You know, when I was 23, I spent zero time on flexibility, right? I was just trying to get yoked. Like every 23 year old. Just trying to look Beach good for the cameras. Yeah. You know, to go out to parties. Yeah. But ended up not being worth it because 
when you have a messed up back, like you're not going to be posing for any camera. No, no. <laughs> except um, for maybe a chiropractic camera. Right. You might be in a Cairo ad and nobody <laughs> wants to do that. No. I mean, you know, you can be there. There's nothing wrong with chiropractors, but, um, so let's fast forward. You said 20, 31 now, virtually no back pain. Yes. How did you get to this? What are some of the things that you found throughout this? Yeah. Throughout so, your journey through that. So one thing I accepted was that, back pain was going to have to be something that I, that I maybe managed, I mean, maybe for my whole life. And that's not a terrible thing. I would say everybody has something, whether it's a knee, whether it's a neck, whether it's your low back, that you're just going to have to be a little more conscious of and maybe spend a little bit more time improving. So that's one thing. The other thing was, again, really focusing on how I'm moving, focusing on joint mobility and we'll explain how that ties into the spine but then also getting stronger too so that's something that people will oftentimes forget they think oh i'm just going to do a bunch of yoga and it's yeah. like eh. that that's like that can be helpful but there's no question that like you're also going to need to get stronger it's a lot of just getting out of the pain for a lot of people which is great i, yes. I believe i think we both believe that yes you should be able to do things out of pain get out of pain first but it's the building blocks after that that are going to help prolong it that doesn't get it doesn't have a lot of romanticizing right it doesn't get as much it. attention as like exactly. the doing yoga to you know improve your 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 joints and your spine and stuff like that mm -hmm. um so that's kind of how I've gotten to the point where, and we'll go into more specifics as we talk about like why back pain happens and some of the culprits of it and, and, and also too some of the muscles that are involved as well. But we've come to the end of part one. Like we said earlier, there's going to be a lot of information. Our next episode, you'll hear a little bit more about some of the causes and uh, why back pain occurs and how you can kind of get out of it. And so stay tuned for that in part two. Thank you again for listening to the P13 podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a five star rating. This podcast was produced by Project 13 Gyms and a special thanks to Studio Pod Media for providing the studio space and additional production. So absolutely. You can find us on social media on Instagram at Project 13 Gyms. You can find myself at Kemifan. That is K-E-M-I-F-A-N. How about you, Thomas? Where can they find you on your social media? You can find me at Conway Bunga. That's C-O-N-W-A-Y. B-U-N-G-A. You can also check us out at project13gyms.com. And if you're in the SF area, come train with us at Project 13 Gyms in Lower Knob Hill.